We got John Harvey in the house today. His new album, Told You, just released today. And he's about to head out on tour with one of the biggest tours of the year with Shine Down and Jelly Roll. John Harvey, how are you feeling today, dude? I'm feeling wonderful, my friend. I see you got some whiskey with you. Yes. It's crazy because I got tequila with me. So we're Let's go, dude. Box. Let's celebrate the album release. A little bit of Metallica's blackened whiskey. Might yeah, as well. It's Friday, ready. baby. Cheers. Cheers, bro. Get Cheers. Oh, yeah. I'll so, tell you before this, I got to get my tolerance up because uh, Jelly's about to kill me on tour, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jelly Roll in the 36-hour band. Those motherfuckers know how to party. I have been in the throes of partying with those guys, and I've woken up in the morning, and I felt absolutely terrible. And yet somehow they're on to the next town and they're ready to go and they just don't sleep. They don't stop working. They don't stop crushing it. It's just nonstop. And then on the other hand, you have shine down. They're like fucking running sprints backstage and doing CrossFit and shit and getting jacked. So uh, you are fucked. Yeah, you know what <laughs> I'm going to have to do both of that, my friend. You have to do both of it. Who wakes up and they complain once. They're like, yep. oh, I'm hungover. And then they have to nothing <laughs> And then right. I'm going to complain about that and be the little, like, freshman bitch. And then I'm going to have to go, like, work out with Shinedown in their bus yeah. every day. It's You're, and, like, start doing sprints. It's going to be brutal. And so when do you leave for that tour? Uh, September 1st. So the first September day is in Rocklahoma. And I'm so stoked to be playing that. And then we do the tour. Which, so the first day is September 3rd, I believe. Yeah. So um, how did you how did you initially get signed? How did that work out for you? How did your whole trajectory start? So I started doing TikTok, actually. And um, it's funny because I was definitely that dickhead that was like, ah, TikTok's just, you know, an app for dancing people. And I, I didn't really understand it at the time. And then my manager was like, yo, you should try TikTok, like see what's happening. And uh, I had just dropped out of school. I was studying music business in middle Tennessee. Um, and decided I wanted to be an artist just because I, I like the business, but I don't love it. And I wanted to be more of an artist. So I started doing TikTok. And but did you did you learn? Was there a time for you when you were in school and you were learning like music business related things? So like how to I don't know exactly what that would entail. I didn't go to college. So I like, would learn certain parts of the industry, like uh, like royalties. And, um, like what certain terms were, how much artists were getting paid, how much each, uh, specific like DSP digital streaming platform for those of you guys don't know how much they're paying an artist, like how much is Spotify paying somebody per stream, how much is Apple music. And then we learn, you know, all sorts of different things. Like, uh, we like even the music business students would have to go through a class to where you're learning about PA systems and you're learning about how sound works. So you can like have and hold a conversation, say if you're like an A&R with a crew guy, you know, about what they're doing and like how you need to help your specific artist in that need. So it's really cool. The school did like a phenomenal job of preparing me for what I needed to learn. But um, was it I a certain like point where you just got out of there and you were just like, okay, I know pretty much like I pretty much got the fucking foundation. I might as well just get out and just get this shit started. And that's exactly what I did. Yeah, because I felt like they gave me a great foundation. But like, I feel like in an artist field of work, it's just something you just can't learn in the classroom. Yes. And so I was like, 
I just need to go out there and fail and learn how to do it and like just keep going at it. And I got really lucky because I got a quick boost from TikTok and I fucked up a Fallout Boy song and that's how I got my virality. I literally was singing the high note. I felt a tickle in my throat and then I just like coughed in the middle of the chorus and people were like, holy shit. Yeah, that was funny. But like, we love your voice. Oh my God. And so I went to bed with less than a hundred followers that night. And I woke up with like 18,000 the next day. Wow. And it was crazy. And then I posted another video of me singing a panic song and that got a million and a half views. And I was at like 36,000 followers. And because of that, I was working at UPS at the time to just pay the bills. And I was doing double shifts and I, uh, I had an A&R from like a major record label hit me up and I thought it was a joke, dude. I thought it was fucking fake. And all these right. label players hit me up cause these, you know, videos are going viral. They're very into TikTok right now. They're very into TikTok, and I have a love hate with it, but we can get into that later. But yeah, uh, it's sick because you know it, it really got me a chance to be seen, and so I was like, okay, cool. I'm just gonna write songs under the table, and hopefully one of these labels will sign me, and like I'll show them what I'm about. But it doesn't really work like that unless you were like phenomenal. So I was like, okay, fine. I'll just prove to them that. I can get people to like and listen to my music. So I, uh, I wrote this song called bleach on the rocks. That went great like, song. Yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. And it went very viral and it was really cool. Um, and so we ended up getting like a million streams in 18 days or something like that as a completely independent artist with no help from anybody. Um, and it was really awesome to see. And then we just proved to the labels that, you know, we were worth signing. And, uh, yeah. And so I ended up signing with, uh, 300 entertainment, which is now merged over to Electra. So I'm, I'm with Electra entertainment right now. Wow. And they, they rock them. So 300 is great because they, they are one of the labels that I think are paying attention to like the current climate. And it's not so much, you know, they're willing to sign anybody that they feel can actually make waves out there. And I've seen them do that and they yeah. are investing heavily in rock, which I fucking respect. Um, for sure. So I talked to some folks at 300 and, and they're very smart people. Yeah. And it's great because they're all, uh, you know, it's a predominantly hip hop, you know, label, but I like Megan the stallion and stuff they have signed over there. What'd you say? Like Megan the stallion and like, they have Meg stallion, young thug, gonna like all those guys. It's sick. And so, um, they, the biggest part for me signing there actually was, uh, Johnny Stevens from highly suspect. Cause he, I'm signed under his JV, uh, freak street. And I mentioned for some reason, the first interview, I was like, yeah, like I used to love highly suspect, you know? And they were like, oh my goodness, he's signed to us. And so we started hanging out and, uh, he's become like a mentor for me and he, he's my dad, he's my broski. And so <laughs> I, I love Johnny and he's been very sweet to me and I can't thank him enough, but, uh, yeah, dude, they've just been champions for me, and I fuck with Electro, so it's been yeah. a great ride. How did you link up with Shine Down and Jelly Roll for this tour? Was it just like a kind of a, just a booking thing, or did you know them, or was there anything so like really that? Funny. While I'm in <clears throat> the label shopping process, I'm meeting with another uh, a label executive. His name is Stevo, and he, he's with Atlantic, and he. Uh, he was like, yeah. Steve-O is Shinedown's longtime uh, A&R or manager? Yes, yes A&R. And so okay. he uh, double booked accidentally. And he was right. like, dude, 
I got to go to the Smith and Meyer show, which is, you know, um, right. I've seen them. Yeah. They're uh, acoustic act. And very good. Yeah. He was like, do you want to go? I was like, dog, I'm a huge shinedown fan. Like absolutely. Cause I grew up, my dad, he's a pastor, right? Like he's a huge rock head. And so yeah, introduced me like Lincoln park muse, like the food fighters, all that shit. That's awesome. Yeah. And so I listened to shinedown, like playing Madden 09 on the Wii. And like I'm hearing like devour. Are you a Madden guy? Are you a Madden guy? (laughs) What's that? Are you a Madden guy? Oh, huge Madden guy. What's your? uh, Are you an Xbox? Yes, I'm on Xbox. I'm on PC now too. So we got to fucking get on on the sticks. I (laughs) will fucking get on there and uh, maybe put it in this interview. I don't know. Listen, I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm disgusting. Like you're very good. Yes, on Madden 23. I see. I haven't bought it yet, but I will. I'm, I'm on the trial still right now. I was just testing okay. all the stuff because honestly, but, I got beef with Madden, but we'll talk about that later. You're really, you're really nasty on Matt on Madden. So, like, uh, who do you play with? Uh, I usually play with the Eagles, but if I could like choose a team to like use, if I'm like competitively playing, oh god, um, I like the Chargers a lot, and then. I want to say I'm playing with Green Bay a lot. Really? Even though I'm an Eagles fan. Yeah. The Green Bay is a sick team. I use, or I'd use Baltimore. I have to have a quarterback that's somewhat mobile because I like to throw on the run. Oh, you scramble. Well, I'm just going to spy that. And so you're just not going to scramble. That's fine, though, because I'm going to be able to read it every time. And I will throw that short game every time. Let's go. I'll change change the offensive block and keep for a run play. (laughs) We are fucking playing. Hey, you know who else is fucking a beast on Madden, uh, apparently, is. do you know Boss Man with fucking uh, Jelly Rolls crew? He's like, uh, uh, he's with them. You'll meet him if you I don't, don't know, know him. him he's, a, he's a great fucking guy and he's awesome. But he's very good at Madden as well. And I'm always trying to bother him, be like, yo, we got to play. So well, um, I'm bringing my box on tour. So if we end up seeing each other at a show, yeah, I'll be I'll be at probably two or three of them. I'll be at Louder Than Life. I'll be at I don't know if you're there. I'll be at I'll be at the Shine Down Tour stops as well, um, um, up and down the East Coast. So I will definitely see you, and we'll have to play some fucking Madden, and I'll put it on the channel, even if I get my ass beat, which That's fine. absolutely will not I'll happen. Get my ass beat. Who knows? Yeah. Do you, you play know. on all Madden? Yeah, of course. Okay, 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 good. So we're just establishing where we're at, where we do. Okay, here's my big thing, though, before we move on, is are you a three randos and a suicide person, or are you a pick-your-team and we'll play? Oh, I mean, I think you should be allowed to pick your team. I think you should be allowed to pick who you play with, and I might play with the Bucks. I might. That's fine. But you can play with the Chiefs. I'll I'll lock the fuck down out of Brady, bro. Like, I'm not worried about Madden Brady. I mean, the the, (laughs) – It just, it just depends. It just depends on, um, you know, we'll, we'll see. And I could get my ass beat. That is absolutely true. Cause I, I am, I am, I'm not saying I'm the best. Uh, I told, I told, uh, what's his face that I was, I've, I've told him that I'm, uh, which is maybe why he hasn't played me. I lied to him and I said, <laughs> he doesn't know this. I lied to him. I said, yeah, I'm actually a competitive player. Like I'm really, <laughs> I'm very serious about it, which is not true at all. I'm like, probably. Slightly above average. <laughs> You're above average for amateurs, yeah. dude. My water I play online. Really- I mean, I'm I'm nine and four online right now. So I don't know if that, you know, I don't know if you get ranked online and shit like that. But um, nine and four is respectable. No, it's, so it's that's not- a very respect because some people are hard. So we'll end it with a handshake. 
and yeah. then we're gonna be gone. We're gonna do, we'll do it. So uh, mm-hmm. we'll have to play. Do any of those other guys are they into? I know Jelly Roll's crew is into gaming for sure. I've talked to them about that. Um, do you know if the guys in Shinedown do any gaming? I have never. I have it. no idea. I'm gonna go and assume no. Okay. But I'm gonna try to get them into it. I yeah. don't think they realize like what they're getting themselves into with taking me on tour. Because like, yes, <laughs> I am the new guy. Like, I'm the freshman, but like. I'm going to influence these guys in a couple ways. And we're, right. we're, we're going to get them nerded up a little bit. But, you know, it's going to be a fun time. So Absolutely. I'm, I'm very thankful, by the way. The Shinedown guys are like the sweetest dudes in the world. But so, like, and I kind of cut you off as well. I apologize. Uh, like, how exactly, once you go to the Smith & Meyer show, how does that unfold with the tour? Well, so it was just like, you know, Steve-O was kind of looking at me at the time. And he was like, you want to meet the guys? And I was like, yes, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. And side story, I know I'm going on so many rambles. but No, you're fine, man. Danny Warsnop was at the show. and Also a beast. Yeah. And I was like, I looked over and I looked at Steve. I was like, is that fucking Danny Warsnop? And he was like, yeah, I think so. And I was like, give me a second. And I go up. I totally interrupted his conversation. I felt horrible. I just like tapped him on the shoulder. I was like, hey, man, my name is Sean Harvey. I really love your stuff. I just want to say, like, you're awesome. Sorry for interrupting. Like, I'll leave you back to it. I just want to say it was good. And he's like, oh, thanks, man. And I was like, oh, fucking hell yeah. And so I met, um, you know, Smith and Myers, Brent. And um, it was it was awesome, bro. Uh, it was the first time I was, like, starstruck. I had never been, like, starstruck in my life. But I was just, like, didn't. I was just nervous. And thank God for my manager because he can talk some people's ear off for sure and so uh yeah he was like you like oh, didn't know what to say when you met them no i like i mean we were just having a regular conversation yeah. but i was like holy shit bro like i don't think right. you know how much like shit of yours i listen to and he's right. a dude you know like he's cool as fuck they're so such that, n- humble and, like normal nice fucking dudes yeah and so we just started talking about whatever and then i was you know i'm like a sponge when i get around those guys i just want to know what they're doing and uh, I was just asking him about, like, how he warms up his vocals every morning, you know. And it was just a fun hang. And then afterwards, he was like, dude, let me get your number. And he ended up loving the music. And I, I ended up not signing with Atlantic, and you know, but he still kept up with me and was just, like, listening to all the music and, you know, was always encouraging me and reposting my shit. And uh, this is Brent? Yeah, this is Brent. And then... um you know, their manager called me and he's like, yo, you want to go on this tour? And I was like, yeah, fucking lootly. Like, <laughs> yeah, it would be sick. Cause at the time, like <laughs> I was having trouble trying to find tours. Like I, I got passed on for a good amount of stuff, which like happens, you know, every artist goes sure. through that. And, um, I just didn't have a lot of music out, but they believed in me and, um, you know, they fought for me. So I am very thankful for them and shine down rips. And it's easy, it's easy for a band as big as Shinedown to go out and just, you know, take other established artists out with them on tour that have been around for a long time that have, you know, that aren't just kind of very much newer like you are. And in some ways Jelly is, but Jelly, even since the tour has been announced, Jelly Roll is just like killing it. Just fucking, I remember last year, the first time I interviewed him, I was, uh, probably one of the first music publications that had interviewed him at that point. And he was just this buzzworthy artist. And we were at Blue Ridge Rock Festival. And was that when you were wearing the Reggie White jersey? 
Absolutely. Much respect to the late, great Reggie White of the Philadelphia Eagles, one of the greatest football teams of all time. We've won the Super Bowl far more recently than the Dallas Cowboys have, and that's just a fact. Um, Listen to this. I'm 22. I've seen the Dallas Cowboys win three playoff games my whole life. Yeah, I mean that—that's just those are just facts. Those are just facts. And Bro, can we talk reality, about the water bottle real quick spilling all over me? Every yeah, that's amazing. That's ridiculous. That's how I am. For me, I have not spilling water bottle. I'm just getting sweaty by the conversation we're having, which sounds very weird to say. Like, Dude, I'm just a guy, man. You don't need to be yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but dude, it's like uh, yeah, the the Dallas Cowboys won like. When they won a Super Bowl, I had to take like a floppy disk and put it in the computer to play. Uh, we weren't playing Madden back then; we were playing Oregon Trail up in this bitch there you uh, go. when they won the Super Bowl. So uh, that's that's the state of disarray and decay that the Dallas Cowboys are in now. The Philadelphia Eagles are rated 85 overall on Madden this year, um, and those are pretty realistic uh, statistics. We have a good team. We have a good structure built. Can we actually win this year? Where do we end up? Where does John Harvey think the Philadelphia Eagles at the end of this season end up? Now, realistically, I'm going to be realistic. Eight and eight. Eight and eight. I am a football fanatic. Like, I love the NFL. Um, I think the Eagles will actually win the division. I think we'll probably win two games. And then uh, I think we're gonna make it. I think we're gonna make a sneaky playoff run into the NFC Championship. I don't know if we're gonna win it, but I think oh, I would love get, that. I think we're gonna get in the NFC Championship. Um, my bassist told me he thinks the Super Bowl is gonna be the Bills and the Eagles. So wow, I could see that. I could see that. I don't, I'm biased, so I don't want to say Super Bowl run, but I think we have the team to make it to the NFC Championship. Yeah, I think Jalen Hurts is unproven at this point. Um, I, I think that he 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 could either be fucking sick, or he could be nothing, um, or you know he could just be a disappointment. I hope that he succeeds, but I think we just have to see. Last year was such a bummer for me because even then I thought he was going to crush it, but he's still building. To be fair, I mean, think about this: like he took a team that with a first year head coach in Nick Sirianni. That honestly was talented but injury ridden to the playoffs in a really True. shitty NFC East, might I say. True. But he still took us to the playoffs and like you saw his development year to year from like Alabama and then going to Oklahoma. Like he's yeah. a dog and the locker room loves him. And I think they love Nick. And I think I'm getting vibes of two thousand seventeen. I, I was at the last preseason game or last Regular season game of 2016, I saw Tony Romo's last game ever. And, uh, you know, the Eagles didn't make the playoffs that year, but we were all like, oh, we feel like next year's going to be special. Yeah. And that's exactly how I feel now, and we won the Super Bowl that year. So, so who would you pick? Would you pick 20 and it, at, at the time, not today, but would you pick 27 Big Dick Nick or Jalen Hurts? Which one do you pick? Hurts, 100%. Over, I would you pick, pick- Hurts, Listen, the reason I would pick Hurts – now you got you got you to gotta listen to me in here. Okay, let's go. That 27, <laughs> that 2017 team was so complete. We had zero injuries other than Wentz, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, all at their prime. We had Derek Barnett, the rookie, who was murdering it. We had, you know, Malcolm Jenkins, who was absolutely locked down. That defense was crazy. Miles Sanders was having a phenomenal year. Yeah. Our offensive line was healthy. Like, that team was just so complete. But as a quarterback, just quarterback, 
I'm taking Hertz because he's more versatile. I respect that. That's actually a very good explanation. You're smart on sports. Thank you. Uh, I, very, I, very I, smart. I care You're smart a in lot. general. I yeah. care a lot. Yeah. I'm I'm excited. I do think that we have a chance this year again. You know, I have a a, a bet with uh, Brian from I Prevail. Week one, we play the Detroit Lions, which is his team. Yeah, and we better win because I got fifty bucks riding on this shit. Listen, honestly, uh, I'm gonna be real. It's a very Eagles move to drop games we shouldn't. So it wouldn't yeah. surprise me if we took a week one loss, but then we just killed it for the rest of the year. Well, Jason Kelsey said too in an interview. He was like, you know, this is this is how this shit goes. Is when we're supposed to be good, we fucking suck. And I think he said this basically: when we're supposed to be good, we suck, and when we are supposed to suck, we end up being very good. And I hope that that's the end of this trend. And I liked Dougie P. I liked him. I, I thought he was good. I thought they got rid of him a little bit early because he the team didn't have. We lost a lot of talent during that time. We were bleeding. Maybe that's his fault, but you know. Uh, for some reason, Howie Roseman doesn't get blamed for any of these decisions, even no. though he's done good recently. He's done good recently. Well, I think I think the Wentz stuff was a big. I, I really think that like behind the scenes stuff in the locker room plays a way bigger part than people give it credit for, and I think that was just messing the whole team up. And it was, I think it was a good call to clear house. And I, right. I was skeptical of Sirianni at first, but I love that guy, dude. He's yeah, awesome. I like I like him too. I like him too. So. Um, you know, with, uh, with this tour, have you gotten a chance to like kick it with jelly roll in them? Those are some of my favorite people. Those guys are fucking awesome. I've only kicked it with jelly once. And that was when we were filming the promo. And when I tell you, bro, that guy is tall. Like he is yeah. big. When I dapped him up, my arm didn't even reach his spine, bro. <laughs> like, he, <laughs> he is huge. And so I, you know. I've only hung out with him once, but the last time I was with one of his band members, which is Emo Night in Nashville, I was I was kind of gonzo. And who 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 was it? It was Alex. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Alex uh, Alex Howard, right? Yes, yes, sir. He's awesome. He's great. Such a homie. And I said that I think I could take Jelly Roll sixty seconds <laughs> in a wrestling match. And so uh, we'll, we'll see. You know, I got I played fullback back in the day. I'm lower I'm lower body heavy, you know. Right. So I, so I could hold sixty seconds. But I've only I'll only come out and one. film that wrestling match. I just want to start posting the craziest shit. Just well, like Jelly said we should be the elevator because that's the only way he'd win. If, I, <laughs> if I'm moving around. <laughs> well, that's the same with me, is I'm just gonna lay on people. Like it's just like, you know, as best as I can. It's like no fucking need. You're 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 smaller and faster and agile. You said you did play football. You played fullback. I did. I played fullback and linebacker. I was good at hitting people. That was it. There you go. Do you yeah. think you got uh, CTE from it? No. I had one concussion, but, like, actually, I might have gotten CTE from it. Sometimes I, I always wonder if I have it because I've fucking – I have a big head, but, like, I've I've gotten – I've taken a lot of blows to the head. Yeah. I'll say that. Uh, and, and I always wonder, like, man uh, – how when you think about how fragile the brain is, I always go back and wonder, like, uh, you know, it doesn't make a lot of sense to for something you're not getting paid for to, like, put a helmet on. Like in the NFL, like tomorrow, I would go out there if they fucking paid me like I would put on a helmet, unathletic, not in shape right now and just go out there. And I would play against like Brock Lesnar yeah. uh, size dudes and just see what happens because there's so much money involved. But when you're younger, even in college, they're making billions of dollars off of these players and they don't get paid, which they that has changed now a little bit. Yeah, yeah. 
which is a is an amazing thing because what does this bring? We talk about Madden, EA College Football next year, baby. You want to talk about a game? Fuck yeah. Madden. Put me on EA College Football where I can build a dynasty. Yeah. And <laughs> Wait, so who's that, your college team? Out of curiosity. Um. You know, it's hard for me to say because I, I, you know, Virginia Tech would technically be my team. They're not okay. so hot right now. Um, I would say I'm in Austin. I go to Austin, Texas periodically. Uh, I, I like uh, UT out there. Uh, we'll see how they do. Cool. Um, so kind of uh, that, I, I'm, I'm, I like the Georgia Bulldogs. I like Coach Kirby, what he's doing. I've, obviously, I respect Alabama. Um, I'm not a, I don't have a, like a diehard team because I, I didn't go to school. So it's like, not like that, but I do, I do follow it closely. I'm very interested in college football and I'm especially interested in like taking, like, I'm going to, when this game comes out, I'm going to take like a community college and it's going to be D one, number one ranked in the fucking country. And you I'm going to take Alabama, Alabama. Tennessee, bro. Take Middle yeah. I mean, we are D one, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna. Yeah, it's like we're gonna we're gonna host an Alabama game in the stadium with like normal bleachers. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> and you're gonna kick their ass. That's gonna be sick. So are you? So being from Middle Tennessee, um, are you into country music as well? You know, I. It's really funny. I so I lived in two places in my life. I lived in Philadelphia. I was born there. Lived there 13 years, and I moved to Louisville, Kentucky, uh, when I was 13. So are you going to Louder Than Life? I will be there. I'm not playing there. I'll see so. you there, though. I'll Danny, see you there. Man. If you're watching this, I would love Danny, to put me on the bill. We love Danny. Danny's the fucking man. Danny, Danny you're rules. Sick. I would Danny love is the, the fucking bill. man. Come I'll on, baby. If you give me a 12 o'clock slot on the smallest stage, I'll play. But <laughs> um, I will be there, and I'll be hanging out. But um, yeah. So it's dude. It's, have you been to any of their festivals before? Have you been to any of them? Yeah. So I played at uh, Rockville. And Isn't Rockville crazy, dude? dude? It's so good. I it was wild, man. I didn't. Realize, I've never seen anything like it. It's like I didn't you're realize at Daytona. Vega was like that, man. Like I didn't yeah. know how steep the turns were for NASCAR drivers. Yeah, and if you're not going like 80, you're gonna slide. Yeah, and I just gained a whole new appreciation. You know, I saw because you get to I ride felt, on the track. Yeah, yeah, I did yeah. ride on the track. It was crazy. I saw the turn yeah. where you know Dale passed away, and like I just like yep. felt this. It was just crazy, man. And that, that show was insane, too, because it started literally, like, lightning on the grounds, uh, like, an hour after my set. No was that this that. year? Yeah. Okay, so I was there. And, dude, it was. It was such a bummer because, you know, in the, the year prior, it was – it's a bummer, especially because I know how much work they put into it. It's just, yeah. like, the amount – they put in so much gargantuan effort. And um, it, it sucked that the fucking weather just – I was there for four days, and the weather was just destroyed. That will not be the case in Louisville, and uh, that hopefully won't be the case next year at Rockville because yeah. I know, like, when you get Rockville – I mean, okay, a little bit of rain here. It was it's just like a freakish scenario, and so I just tell people, like, you know, go to Rockville, go to – and also, of course, you know, they offered refunds to people as well. Yeah. But um, but the, the, the year prior – um, which would have been 2021. Um, they jelly roll was there. The weather was perfect. Everything. Two nights of Metallica. I'm very keen to see what the lineups will look like for next year, because there's so many unique opportunities. If I had, if I was a dream booker, if I had an unlimited budget and I had a dream booker and I just was in Danny Wimmer's seat, the thing I would be aggressively pursuing would be 
fucking Pantera with oh, yeah. two nights. I would want Pantera doing two nights with two different sets. That's sick. Um, and then I would bring in – I mean, I don't know. It's so hard to book, though. It's very complicated. It is complicated. It's, it's a weird time right now to where there's, like, a lot of legacy acts that are really sick. But there's also yeah. this new wave of a lot of young talent. Yeah. And you don't know necessarily where to place them because you want to respect the old the old guys, you know? Right. But at the same time, you got to bring in new fans so the genre keeps staying alive. So right. it, it, it's really a tough situation, and like I, you know, I wouldn't want to be a promoter. That sounds like such a hard job, but yeah, it is. A, it seems like a very tough and a very stressful job because yeah, it's just managing stress is a great word. <laughs> all those relationships, and then through all of that stress, you go to their festivals, and it's like you're in a in a small town of fucking crazy metalheads, and everybody's yeah. got such a positive vibe, and the weather when it's the weather's so nice and so beautiful down in Daytona. And um, I haven't been to Louder Than Life before, but I'm going to be there this year. And uh, this will be my first Yeah, it's going to that Saturday lineup um, is Shine Down, Slipknot, and Lamb of God on Saturday. It's just a fucking crazy. And let me tell you, for those of you who have not seen Shine Down live, I had the pleasure of seeing them live at Bridgestone Arena. Those motherfuckers still got it. Did you? When did you? uh, When was that Bridgestone show? Was that this week? No, it was uh, – no, actually, My Chemical Romance played this week in Turnstile. Oh, wow. And I got to see them, and that was crazy. Dilly That would be cool. wild. Yeah, and so um, – no, I saw them uh, – I want to say it was a few months ago, maybe like three months ago or something like that. But, dude, I mean, I'm a bitch for pyro and, like, all sorts yes, of me like too. crazy pyrotechnics, you know? And they had all that – I mean, Brent – the fact that he is his age, which is still young. Come on. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, how old is he? Is the guy even 50? I, no, I don't even think he's 50. I, I don't think he's old. I don't think he counts anything close to old. And, uh, dude, I mean, the like the level that he's still performing at, at his age is mind-boggling. He's also in really good shape. He's yeah. also in – he's fucking you know, like in the gym just there, fucking There's a reason it. that Shinedown is – been so awesome for the amount that they have been like you, the stuff you see don't see that's behind the scenes of him working out and making good life decisions like it it brings so much longevity and it's really inspiring you know I, I, that's what i see a lot of this has is like you got to play the long game and that's why i'm so excited to tour with them is because that's a that's a band that's been at the top you know since the beginning and like I feel I feel out of place, bro. You know why? Because why? Shine Down just came off of a number one on Active Rock Radio. Jelly Roll came off of a number one on Active Rock Radio. Bitch, I don't have a number Where one. Where the? F- yeah, I know. We got to get John Harvey out here on this fucking I, number one just radio came out today, guys. We gotta we yeah. gotta get a number one so I can like not feel bad about myself. I stayed up all night streaming the album fifteen times, and if you're not doing that, you're not a real fan. I'm just saying that right now. Come on, bro. Uh, I had the album on repeat on three different computers. Thank you. So uh absolutely. And I'm listening to all of them at the same time if in case Spotify's listening. Um but yeah, no, uh fucking dude, and the thing is about this record with you is that your your writing, your melodies are very, very impressive. They're thank you. Uh, the, the melodies are, so how much, how long have you been writing music? Like you said, your father's a pastor where you, you did the church group thing. So you had a musical background maybe with that, where you, were you playing in like the church band and stuff like that? So I was doing all that. That's awesome. My first band was when I was eight 
And I was that's uh, awesome, dude. The lead singer in uh, the the Christian youth band we were called Great Faith. That's we're awesome, like, dude. Yeah, bro. So I've been I I've back been that literally since I came out the womb. Um, dude, and, those church band players are are almost always really good. Yeah, I mean they always have amazing tone. We kind of like. Yeah. Honestly, I'm gonna be real. We DIY'd it. Like it was not like one of those pretty like hill song type deals. Sure. You know? Like it was a really small. You've got like church. a multi million dollar production and yeah, like- bro. Like it was not like that, but that would have been sick. But um, right. Yeah, I've been doing this literally since I came out the womb. Like one of my first Christmas gifts when I was six was uh, or maybe I was eight. Who fucking knows? And I I got a guitar. It was like a Fender Squire, and my dad got me a CD player, and it had DC Talk. And that was like the first album I really like jammed. Was DC Talk were those the guys that were, what would people do if they knew I was a Jesus yeah. freak? Yeah. I know that song, dude. Yeah, of course you do, bro. <laughs> Toby Mac, that was fucking. Let's go. Yeah, Let's go. So that was uh that was, was Toby Mac in that group? Yeah, he was in that group. Oh, you know okay. I did not know that. And I, all I knew was the song and the name of the band. Now it but then I saw this guy Toby Mac. Like I I I peripherally paid attention to that. And so yeah. I see this guy, Toby Mac is huge. And yeah. I'm like, I mean, I never, I don't think about this a lot, but I was just like, I've had passing thoughts where it's like, who is this Toby Mac guy? And he's like a megastar. Yeah. And now I know why he's so famous. He's the legend from that song. Yep. Jesus freak. Come That's on, it. man. And then the other, the other singer, the, the dude with the dreads, he was, uh, he's the lead singer for the newsboys or he was, I, I can't oh, remember. Oh, wow. Apparently. Yeah, but they had a great career. And so I started jamming that stuff. Um, and I just, like, fell in love with the music. I mean, even, like, I, when I was a baby, my mom would play, like, Mozart shit. And I would listen to, like, I love orchestral music and, like, movie scores. Right. Um, and so it's really Who's funny. doing the best movie score right now, would you say? Best movie score? I don't want to be basic, but I might be basic. I listen to a lot of Hans Zimmer. I love Okay, his, that's I not basic. His, what'd you say? I said, I don't think that's basic. Okay, good. I'm glad you don't think that. Yeah. I love Hans Zimmer's work. I think he's like the Travis Scott of orchestral music because it's like very, it's large and the production is very good. And, yeah. um, you know, it's it feels very like it was done on a computer at the same time. Like it's very, I don't know how to explain it. It's just fat, but I love uh, so his is interstellar and inception soundtrack. I listen to front to back all the time. Interstellar. One of the greatest movies of all time. Amazing. Interstellar. Amazing Absolutely. Movie. We love Yeah, absolutely. Such a great movie. And, um, with, uh, for me, I like Trent Reznor's scores, but he's obviously a yep. rock guy as well. Um, but I would agree with you on Hans Zimmer 100%. So when you found out that you're going on tour with Shine Down and Jelly Roll, what was your reaction to that? Like, I mean, that's that's big. <sighs> it's one of the biggest tours of the year, if not the biggest. Literally. It was, it was surreal. I'm not going to lie to you. It, it's been a hard past six months for me. Um, because like with signing, I had all these expectations, right? And for all artists listening to this, like take this advice, please. I, I felt like when I signed, that was when stuff was going to happen. It was going to get a lot easier, but it became a lot harder and you have to continue to work and you can't let off the gas pedal. And, um, I, I thought I was the shit for a second, you know? 
and I had this really big song that was doing really good. I had signed this deal and, you know, I thought bands in the scene were going to be like, yo, we want to take you on tour. But in all reality, I was just another TikTok artist, right? And um, I only had three songs out at that point and I needed to, you know, put this album out and continue to work. And so it was, it was frustrating for me when I wasn't getting certain uh, tours and like festival lineups when I knew what I was capable of and I knew my live set and how awesome we are. Like if I, if I can brag, I feel like I've got one of the best live sets and band in the game and like nobody's going to outperform us. And um, when we kept getting passed, uh, I was really frustrated and then Shinedown, you know, called us up and their manager bill hit me. And it was just like this weight was lifted off my shoulders and I just felt like we were doing something right. And I'm just so thankful for Shinedown for believing in what I'm doing. And, uh, I, you know, I'm just, I don't know. I was just very overwhelmed, I think is the word that I, I should use. Um, and very thankful. And cause it was like, dude, we're playing pavilions and arenas, which is fucked up. And I get yes. to play in front of like an average of 15,000 people a night. Yeah, like, dude. That's insane. You know, like I've dreamt my whole life of a tour like this. And like for musicians, you know, I'm going to be real. Like, I think I will play arenas again someday, but a lot of musicians and artists, they don't ever get to do this in their whole entire lives. I might right. never be able to play an arena or pavilion again, you know? And that's right. the way I'm looking at this tour. And uh, I'm just going to take it all in. I'm going to work as hard as I can. And we're going to rip these shows. And I'm going to prove to, you know, these people that, like, I belong on that stage. And that's a very fun, exciting feeling, you know? You have a mindset of an athlete and a football player. And, you yep. know, so it's like when you go out there and you just try to execute at the highest level possible, I think that's really all you can do is to is to go out there. And the good thing is, though, this is one thing I honestly believe in this sort of transitional phase we're in in the music industry is that um, we talk about social media. Seeing somebody on social media is one thing. And I've, I've learned this, too, about, like, even even my business is it's one thing to like connect with people on social media. It's one thing to like do these remote interviews, which is cool. And and this, even this alone has taken a lot of work to kind of get it to more of a personal feel when people were doing Zooms and shit. I fucking hated doing Zooms. I kind of finally found a way to do it where I kind of enjoy it now. Mm -hmm. But I found like there's no replacement, no matter what anybody says about social media or the metaverse or anything like that. There's no replacement to just fucking hanging with the boys in real life. Yeah. There's just no replacement for that. Well, no, there's no replacement at all. And, like, number one, I want to say you've done a phenomenal job. I've been watching you for years Thanks, now. man. Thank so, you. Yeah, I've, I've loved all your content. You worked really hard. And I loved your interview with Finn McKenzie, too. So, Oh, thank you, man. Thank yeah, you, dude. Bro. Appreciate that. And I don't really do – like, I just, I just like – I thought, okay, I'm going to do one with Finn because I love Finn and, and, and just, you and know, maybe. because I try to, it tries to like, for me, the interesting thing is that talking with someone like Finn, I'm like, okay, I'm not that fucking smart. I'm not as smart as Finn is. So I'm just sitting there and like, we're having this conversation and I'm like, okay, I'm not that interesting, but, uh, but it was cool to talk. And he's a very good friend of mine Yeah, and, uh, he's, he's, uh, really he's the man bro yeah he's very very smart guy very measured guy very thoughtful person and um you know i always try to like i like i i don't like 
talking to dumb people. I like talking to smart people. Like, yeah. I like, <laughs> I like talking to people that, that have ideas and have, uh, especially like he is very knowledgeable about business. He's very knowledgeable yeah. about technology. He's just got uh, such a great vision and like, I love his takes and like my favorite part about him is he's not afraid to like talk some shit. Right. You know, like right. He, he will call out rock fans, which I think is awesome. You know, right. Like, cause rock fans are amazing, but at the same time, rock fans can be pretty fucking tough. And yeah. he, you know, I love his takes that he has. And, you know, I agree with a lot of things that he said. He, as a musician, I think he just gets it. Right. He does. He does. And he has a background in marketing and stuff like that, which is yeah. obviously, you know, to even be in business in general, that's something that you have to have a good feel for and you have to have a good knowledge of. Now, um, with this tour, do you, have you felt pressure to, is it, is it stressful or are you, I mean, and I think it comes down to people's personalities. Some people might overthink it. Some people might over worry about it. And some people might just fucking say, Hey, I'm just going to go out there. Like how, how are you responding to it? Uh, honestly, I'm not nervous at all. I, uh, good. I, I think what was funny about my come up is that I was signed without anybody seeing a live show of mine ever. Wow. And that's hilarious to me because I feel like that's the strongest part of my game. And I, I believe that I'm the best performer. I believe that like, I will be the best vocalist in the scene and like new age rock music. And you know, this is like the stuff that I signed up for. Like, this is what I'm excited about. You know, like I love social media and I get it and I know what I signed up for. But like sometimes it gets really exhausting and I want to be like fucking Dave Grohl where if I'm not on the road, I'm going crazy, you know? Right. And I love performing in front of people and, you know, bringing them in. Cause like being a pastor's son, you know, I got to see my dad talk in front of a lot of people every week. And I got to see how he brought them in and how he treats them afterwards and how he captures a crowd. Right. And I, translate a lot of that into my music um because it's something i've seen i've grown up on um so i'm, I'm super excited man like a room of 15 people would scare me more than a room of fifteen thousand. like the more i think, people, I think so yeah the more people the better because i'm like all right i'm about to like show you what the fuck i'm i'm about man like i got it and it's gonna be really fun for people that decide to show up for the openers uh to see this man. And I'm like stoked to, you know, make new fans and meet new people and hug some necks and take some shots and, you know, talk about life. And so, you know, I'm, I'm just really excited because the social media part is hard, but I feel like the live aspect uh, is a lot easier to get real fans and have people listening to your music and stuff like that. So I, I agree. I'm the most excited about. A prime example of that too, I think would be jelly roll. Those are not, his fans are not, for them, I think most of them are not hardcore social media people. You know, he's got a lot of working folks out there that are like playing his music, downloading his stuff on iTunes and things like that. that that's are, where the money's at too. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. That's where you're bringing the families out. Uh, the same with Shinedown. You know, they're bringing families. They're bringing people from all different ages, and they create an environment where everyone feels welcome to come to a Shinedown yeah. show. And so I think that – uh, that is, and obviously the same with Jelly Roll and the same with you. And, uh, 
Now, with your your dad being a pastor, uh, I think most of people that are pastors and things like that that I've met are not really judgmental people. There are some, yeah. you know, but uh, not that it would be judgmental. But are your parents like you better not be out there partying? You better not be getting fucked up. Like they're, they're definitely, I guess like, <laughs> they're definitely like you know they'll say something like keep your heart guarded or something like that, you know, like, cause they never know, but right. You know, I will say this about my family and my parents. They've been so supportive of everything. I, uh, when I dropped out, I was, you know, independent from yeah, what them. They I, think I of that. What is that? what they think when you dropped out? So it, it was really funny. Cause at first I wasn't doing that well in school. I didn't give a fuck about school. I was like, dude, I just want to <laughs> like hear music. And they were like, well, you know what? You should drop out. But at first they were like, you should drop out, live with us and maybe say goodbye to the music thing and like, just make some money and like, you know, do it. And I was like, fuck that. Like if you think <laughs> music, like you're wild, bro. And so I dropped out and then that's when they were like, Oh, okay. Maybe you shouldn't have dropped out. Like, Oh, what are you gonna do? <laughs> I was like, yo, I'm going to, I'm going to work. I'm going to make money. And I'm going to be able to live by myself. I'm not going to need y'all's help. And I'm going to like make it happen. Just watch. And you know, when I was first showing them my music, I showed them bleach. Cause that was the fourth right I'd ever had in my life, you know, co-writing with people. And, uh, they were like kind of upset that I was cursing in my songs and stuff like that. Right. But after it started doing really well, I mean, my dad's a rock head. So he liked the music. To yeah. So they, then they were like, oh, okay. <laughs> Right. You know, like they're, they're in chill with it and they've been really supportive of all that's great. I'm doing. So I, I'm very lucky to say the least. Yeah. And I'm um, sure they're proud. I mean, they should be proud. I mean, that's, that's freaking, that's freaking huge. So I mean, to, even though like my dad, have know, they seen you play? Yet? Sorry. Yeah. Have they seen you play yet? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So many times. And they yeah. love it. Um, not on those amphitheater stages yet. Though. Not yet. Be they, special. They're about to. So my that's going to be crazy. Anaheim for the Honda Center. So it, it's going to be sick, man. Oh, um, man. But, yeah, it's really funny because, like, my dad will tell me, like, even though he doesn't agree with all the stuff that I sing about, he's able to, like, witness to people and, and you know, tell them about Jesus through uh, through my music. Because this guy that he was talking to, I guess, is, like, a huge Shinedown fan that wasn't a believer. And he was like, Oh, well, my son's actually going on tour with him. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, he was able to just get coffee with him and talk about life. So it's right. It's cool to see how it translates into their life too. So, and know. that's very cool. And it's cool that, you know, you can have, um, you know, shout out to your dad that, that is, is the pastor and he's making a positive impact in people's lives. And I think that's awesome. And, and, He's got a son that's also a rock star and is going out on tour with Jelly Roll and Shinedown. And it is absolutely at least top three of the biggest rock tours of the year um, yeah. that I can think of. Uh, I would, you know, I'm just trying to kind of think what else it would be. Maybe the Pantera dates that are happening this year. But like, yeah, um, yeah it's just it's just very big. And, and so uh, the the new album. Why don't you tell people, you know, where they can find you, where they can listen, and how they can support? Yeah, so I just dropped my first debut album, Told Ya. It's out everywhere on Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, SoundCloud, whatever you can find music on. It is out. Um, YouTube would love for you to hit me up there. Um, all socials are just my name, John Harvey. Harvey spelled H A R B I E because I'm Scottish as fuck. Yes, but, dude. Um, yeah, bro. And also follow my Twitch. I just got a Twitch partnership. I'm going live today 
at uh, four. So it'll be sick. Um, and yeah, man, I, I, I'm really stoked on the album. It, it feels like, uh, it's really funny because a lot of pop punk has been coming out, right? And you know, some of it has been sick and some of it has been like meh. And, uh, I, I've been like doing this my whole life, like this type of music. Um, and so it just felt really natural to me and I'm stoked about it. It comes off natural. What'd you say? It comes off natural. Thank you. I appreciate that. That means the world for real. And, um, you know, I think the songs are, they have nostalgia base, but I really wanted to push it and take it further and put my own twist on it. And I feel like we did a great job of that. And part of that's because of my band and like more specifically my drummer, Josh, who, um, drum drums and issues. And so he's, he's my drummer and he, Josh Manuel. Yep. He's a beast, man. What a drummer that guy is. Monster. I've got nothing to worry about. On the what a fucking beast. I didn't know he was your drummer. That guy's a monster drummer, dude. Good yeah. shit. Yeah, he's sick. So wow. I him through my producer, who's also one of my guitarists. And, uh, dude, I mean, we, we think so similarly. Like, it blows my mind sometimes just how much on the same page we are. And like, I loved issues, you know, like, God, they're I so good. A big woe is me fan. And that's how I knew about issues, you know? Yeah. And so, um, it's been sick to work with him and he's just like a friend. Like he literally lives a mile and a half away and I could walk to his house and we just talk about life. And so, you know, for drummers, um, he, he's really making some special moves on this record. And then yeah. my most favorite part of the album is like, they're all really easy songs to play, man. Like once younger kids are getting into this and they hear this stuff for the first time, they're going to be able to pick up a guitar and play it. And hopefully it's one of the first 10 songs they learn. you know, that's my hope. Yeah. That's that, my hope. That, that's my hope for this album. And I hope it touches people like lyrically. Um, Something's happening though, dude, something's happening. Cause you've got Demi Lovato, you've got MGK as controversial as he is, but he has a big fan base. And so, you know, no matter what anybody says, no matter what anybody tries to criticize, they have a younger fan base yeah. and those younger people are picking up instruments or interested in they're watching people playing guitars. That was not a few years ago. No, that was not a thing. It was not. And honestly, can I tell you this really weird theory that I have? Go ahead. I'm, I'm going to go on a ramble here, but no, you're more than welcome. Your That's what this is for. They think I'm crazy. All right. <laughs> I have this theory called the bring me the horizon effect. And so back in like, they dropped Semper Eternal, what, like 2012, something like that? Yeah. So I feel like ever since like maybe 2008, 2009, there wasn't like a great rock record that blew people's socks off that like brought it to the mainstream, right? And I feel like when Bring Me Their Horizon dropped Semper Eternal, everybody was like, holy shit, what is this? This is incredible. And a lot of bands in the scene, I felt like tried replicating that sound, but not a lot of them could because they're not bringing me their horizon. Right. Right. And I, I love all these bands that I'm about to mention. There's no disrespect to anybody, but you saw bands like asking Alexandria that were going a lot more kind of like the really anthemic pop rock type of thing. I feel like because of that, bring me the horizon shift. And you know, that that's why bands like bad omens, got so much recognition because they love that. Bring me the horizon sound of bad omens was fucking badass. Great band. And yeah. And so I feel like 
that same shift is happening in the like softer rock world. Let's say alternative rock. So like yeah. MGK dropped tickets to my downfall, which by the way, I personally loved. I thought it was a great album. I thought it was super it's, fresh. There's a few, there's a few, a few songs. I'm, I'm speaking for my own taste. Not yeah, that it's not no. bad or not, but yeah, I mean, there's a few songs on there that I enjoy. Um, you know, in terms of pop punk though, respectfully to, to them, everybody who worked on that record, uh, I don't think it's the best pop punk can be. I mean, you go back to, you go back to the fucking early days of a yeah. day to remember, and you're just sitting there with just inject that right into my veins, whatever that sound was from, uh, you know, that era of the band. It was just, uh, it was just magic. And I think that he's got some good songs on there. His voice is a little, um, it's an acquired taste. Yeah. I would suggest, I would say, um, yeah. But but with that said, one of the things he does better than anybody else is he knows how to get people talking about him. Yep, he does. And he knows how to get people to pay attention. And whether people like him or not, attention is the metric of success in the entertainment business. Yeah, if people are paying attention to you, if people are listening to you, if they're not listening to you, but your your music is great, but nobody fucking listens to you, Yep. You have nothing. You yeah. have nothing. You have That's a pat- high five. Are. Sorry, you go. No, go ahead. I was just going to say, now I'm ranting all the time. It's the entertainment industry. It's not the music industry, you know? Right. And like, you got to be an entertainer, but even more so than attention, like from a musical standpoint, I honestly really like the record. And I don't think people give Travis enough credit, even though he has hopped on a lot of shit and people are like, ah, bah, Travis. He's got to be artist. exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> but he's been doing that shit since like the late nineties with rappers right. and stuff. And like, it just came to fruition. And, you know, I thought the record did a really good job. Uh, Cause like MGK has rock roots. Yeah. But he sure. is a predominantly hip hop artist in my eyes. And it was right. cool to see a take on that type of music from a predominantly hip hop artist, because you had people like Ronnie Radke from Falling in Reverse that were honestly doing that before it got super mainstream, but right. it didn't hit the way that tickets hit sometimes, like in just a mainstream world. Like the rock fans loved it. They thought it was sick, but like, right. I felt like there was some sort of different shift. I don't know what happened, but he figured it out and um, it's been really cool to see. And so that being said, there's a lot of artists, in that type of genre, you know, like the Jadens of the world, the Mod Sons, the Lil Huddies, and, you know, Kenny Hoopla's, which, by the way, I thought Kenny Hoopla probably had the best record out of all of them. I don't know if you've heard it yet, but you need to. I haven't yet. And you do. Phenomenal album. I'll definitely check it out. It's going to be a classic. And, um, you know, all these people are just trying to replicate what MGK did, but they couldn't do it as well because they're not MGK. And I love all their music. I think it's so great. And some of them even right. wrote songs on that album. But I wanted to take that inspiration and I wanted to put my own twist on it. So I wanted to put some, like, Paramore into it, you know. I wanted to put right. some Fallout Boy into it because as much as I love Blink-182. Is this I Hard Rock really Paramore or Disco Paramore? What did you say? Is this like hard rock Paramore or disco Paramore? Hard rock Paramore. Yeah, because Paramore changed their sound so significantly, and it's hard for me. I respect what they're doing, and they are extremely talented, but it's like they've gone so tame Impala for me. It's just like it's just. Yeah, I hard like it for though because Haley can pull that off, and I she can. I appreciate it, and I, I honestly have loved every record they put out, and their new one is going to be. Yeah, but, I just um, selfishly 
just I, I selfishly, and I know it's wrong, but I selfishly want them to be frozen in time from like uh, musically. I want them to be like, how did we get here? Like, <laughs> fuck, man, that's one of the greatest rock tracks ever. That's just a, a and by the way, I, I do actually like their new albums. It's just yeah. uh, like I did. I did like those records a lot. And you just like the just, old one better. I, yeah, I just it's. Yeah, and I hate yeah. saying that because it sounds so shitty. Like, no, oh, the old stuff is better. That's, but yeah, that's music. It's subjective. Yeah, like, you're allowed to think that. Yeah, it's just the sound of that time with them. And I, I don't know who who was it that produced that album? Was it Howard Benson? Um, it just the whole Probably. fucking album of Riot was immaculate. It's incredible. And and I would I would selfishly I like what they're doing. I respect. It's not. It's just what I'm saying. It's not my personal taste. But I would. I would love if they just came out and were like, that's right, motherfuckers, we're making a hard rock album again. Well, that would be a big deal. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. I, I would I, love I that. Would, my sources would say. If that <laughs> happens, that's a big fucking deal, dude. Yeah. We'll, we'll see what happens. But, yeah, um, I would love for that to happen. No, they're, they're so. incredible. And so I, I just I'm only saying that, that because I care. I'm not trying to diss them no, for anybody who's going to no, get Yeah, I mean, you give a fuck. Like, that's why you're doing yeah. it. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I just wanted to add my own influences to it because as much as I love like Blink-182 and like the immense success they've had on the youth culture and like my generation, right? Yes. Like I would listen to them probably the least out of all the, like I would say the big five bands in pop punk, which I'd be right. like Fall Out Boy, Sum 41, Green Day, Paramore, Blink, you know? And so this album feels very like Fall Out Boy to me. And, um, yes, you know, I, I'm, I'm stoked on it and, uh, I'm going to promote the show, this record, but I just want people to know if you like this album, I've got another one up my sleeve right now and let's is, go, you know, and, and I like the song, the acoustic one at the end, open mic at my funeral. Thank you uh, again. Just the melodies on that, um, are just absolutely incredible. I'm listening to it in my ear a little bit here, but the, that one, of course, um, I absolutely love Bleach on the Rocks. Um, that's just a, just the, again, your vocals too are very clever. Um, your, your, your lyrics are very clever, very, very much, um, the melodies and the hooks on this album are, which was, I'm a sucker for. I genuinely, I mean, I love pop punk music, obviously. And it's like, this is, this is like a combination of hard rock and pop punk and it's done very well. And a lot of people are trying to do pop punk right now, but it's like, it's easy to be shitty pop punk and you are not that you are, you are Thank very, you. very, very good. It's a very good record. Genuinely. Uh, I wouldn't, I mean, you're a newer artist. I wouldn't have had you on if I didn't fucking love the album. So Thank you. Uh, John Harvey told you is out now today. Thank you for making time, bro. Shine down, jelly roll, John Harvey <laughs> and Hundreds of thousands, if not millions of fans all around North America are about to be fucking partying with this guy right here. If you're going to see Shine Down and Jelly Roll, make sure you're there to see John Harvey support newer artists. He's doing it. He's making a play. He's going 110% into this. And so we just are rooting for you and are pumped to see you drop this new record. So fucking thank you for coming, dude. Thanks for having a shot. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. I will see you soon for sure. So I cannot fucking wait, bro. And we're going to play Madden. Well. We may play Madden before then, so. <laughs> we'll play before and after. We'll, we'll yes. Out of three. Absolutely. Thank you, bro. Appreciate yeah, it. Of course.